Addie. You were both my strength and my weakness. I'm sorry I lost my way for a bit, but I found my way back. Maybe you were my compass from heaven. People say you don't know what you have until it's gone. Truth is, you know what you have. You just never thought that you would lose it. Wouldn't believe where I've been. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Secrets of a Sober Mom. I hope you all had a, I'll say, meaningful Father's Day weekend. Um, mine was bittersweet. Uh, I am sure that it is true when I say many of us have been inspired in one way or another from their dads. My dad passed away before I got sober, something I will feel sad about for the rest of my life. I had not gone shopping in a really, really long time, something I absolutely love to do. I was skinny my entire life, and I rocked a dress with the confidence of any runway model. I knew that I had gained weight from all of my drinking and eating, but when I realized I had gone up multiple dress sizes, I was crushed. I bought a simple black dress that afternoon. I thought it was kind of flattering. I was drunk at his funeral. I wrote and spoke the eulogy for our immediate family. I wasn't falling down drunk or anything, but I do remember I was shaking. It was cocktail hour. It was 10 a.m. in the morning, and I was late to the party, and my body was letting me know. Nobody knew of it, I'm sure. If they did, I never heard about it. I hadn't seen so many of these people in a really long time, and I had no idea if they knew I had a problem. I hugged and kissed so many people that day. I'm sure they smelt it on me. The shiva was at my house. My dad loved to eat and drink and would want a shiva filled with food and alcohol, and that's exactly what we did. The bar was flowing, although I really don't remember many people drinking, and the food was plentiful. I stayed close to the alcohol, and I tried to be discreet about how much I was drinking. I remember getting to that point. Any alcoholic knows what I'm talking about. You know, you cross the line from being buzzed to drunk. I do remember, though, I was wearing something completely inappropriate. It was summer and it was hot. And as I said, none of my clothes fit me. My wardrobe that summer was a strapless maxi dress. It was easy and comfortable. And I have no idea how I really looked in it, but it was my go-to. And I chose black for this occasion. I tried my best to hold it together. I wasn't falling down but I think it was obvious I was drunk, but no one ever told me if they knew. I didn't shed a single tear when my dad died. Not one time. I think I pretended to, though. I was so numb from drinking, I couldn't feel a fucking thing. I didn't cry in the hospital. I didn't cry at the funeral or any time in between. I have visited the cemetery many times, though, since I've been sober, and I have shed many tears there. And I hope that some of them fell through the dirt and the grass and landed on him. He deserved that from me. Oh, sorry. 
he gave me the world. My dad was the most brilliant man I knew. A guy from a modest background in Brooklyn created a wonderful and lavish life for his family. From a salesman in the clothing manufacturing business, he worked his ass off and he built his own very lucrative business in men's outerwear. He loved his family to death and his wife and two daughters and eventually his grandchildren were the lights of his life. He wanted to share with all of us what he valued so deeply. My sister and I went to the best schools. We traveled much of the world and we cherished family and friends. My dad loved to drink. It wasn't a secret. He and my mom had their cocktail hour every night when he got home from work. He drank scotch and my mom drank vodka. It was all very normal. They had a few drinks and that was that. Later on, his scotch on the rocks became a very dry in and out martini. When we were on vacation, we all enjoyed our Coco Locos on the beach. It's just what we did. My dad loved to drink and everyone knew it. And it was kind of a joke. In fact, at his 65th birthday party, his high school friends, his high school friends remained his closest and dearest friends until the day he died. How special is that? His friends played a joke on him and brought out an actual IV stand and a line with a bottle of vodka attached to the end of it. Everyone cracked up. The thing is, though, his life never became unmanageable. He didn't lose anything, and his family remained intact. The one thing that did suffer, and I'm sure alcohol did not help with this, was his health. He lived most of his life with an undiagnosed kidney disease and smoked for a long time. He ultimately needed a kidney transplant, and my sister was the donor. That's a whole other story. Several years later, he fell and broke his neck. He was in the hospital for many months and rehab after that. His life was never the same since his accident, and his health continued to deteriorate. He eventually needed another kidney and was lucky enough to receive one from another generous donor. Unfortunately, his health continued to decline and eventually would need a third transplant. But dialysis was nearing if he didn't find a donor soon. At this point, I started to drink like an animal. Stephen and I had separated, and I was completely self-absorbed in my own sorrow. My dad, in desperation, asked if I would donate my kidney. I wasn't a blood match, but transplants had progressed a lot since his first one. It might have been possible. I was terrified of surgery. I had never had it, but I had suffered from terrible anxiety and Death scared the shit out of me. There was no way I could do this. And I was angry that he even asked me. I told him I couldn't do it. He was older now, in poor health, and his chances of receiving a kidney from a list were not good. I cried about this for weeks. One afternoon, maybe I was drinking. I don't even remember. I just said to myself, okay, I have to do this. If I die on the table, I die on the table. I'm not even sure if I meant it. I drove to his house. We sat on his couch and I told him I would give him my kidney. He looked at me and he cried. It's a little foggy. I'm not exactly sure why we didn't proceed, 
but I think that it did have to do with my blood type after all. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't relieved. But the inevitable arrived, and my dad needed to start dialysis. He did this like a rock star. He drove himself to and from dialysis several days a week. His life was changed, but he was alive and would hope for another donor in the near future. We say my dad had nine lives, probably more. He defied all the odds, and he had made it this far. Surely, we thought he would live many, many, many more years. My dad was tough on the outside. He didn't exude warmth, except with his family. He and my mom had a zillion friends and a very, very active social life, though. But if it were up to my dad, he would rather sit in his backyard with his children and his grandchildren and barbecue. He saw me slowly slipping into a life of self-destruction and in his own tough way, let me know I was fucking up. I didn't want to hear it and I pushed him away. At times he'd come to my house in the hopes of an intervention. We would have screaming matches and I would literally throw him out. He begged me to get my shit together all along with tough love, but I was sick. I wasn't capable of anything. Alcohol had made me mean and judgmental and impatient. My dad was really sick and I would repeatedly point out his weaknesses. Whether it was his one too many drinks or the amount of bread that he was eating at dinner. Unfortunately, one day we received a call from the dialysis center that my dad had fainted as he was getting up and they were taking him to the hospital. I remember my sister and I were on the way home from court. She had agreed to go with me one day for one of my court appearances during my very, very vitriolic separation from Stephen. When I, we arrived in the ER, my dad was on a breathing machine. The doctor said he had suffered a severe brain hemorrhage and his chances were not good. We were stunned. He remained in a coma for two weeks, and every day we prayed for improvement. I remember visiting him in the hospital. I had my Poland spring bottles filled with vodka, and I made many trips to the bathroom so I could take sips to stop the shaking. I don't think anybody knew. The doctor said that there was really very hope for him to live. And my mother had to make the hardest decision she ever had to make in her entire life. On August 28th, 2014, we stopped life support and my father passed away. I think my sister Rachel was the beneficiary of my dad's best qualities, but I am so grateful that all I learned from him. I wish he was alive when I got sober. He would be so happy for me and his grandchildren. He would be so proud of his daughter. <clears throat> happy Father's Day in heaven, Daddy. I love you so much. I did it. <laughs>